0: yeah Yeah. okay um right. we can get started then hello everyone welcome to our first podcast of the year we're very excited to be back um this year is gonna be very fun and yeah we're just we're looking forward to recording all these the first one is online so the quality might not be as good but um going forward we will be recording with a better setup and yeah just in general we're very excited to be back this year uh erich and i are your podcast heads so we'll be here for most if not all the podcasts and today yeah we have two speakers who volunteered so thank you ahan and emery um
1: um to our two speakers would you guys like to introduce yourself um
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Hi, I'm Emory. I'm also the World Club's secretary and logistics officer, and this is my first time speaking for the podcast, so I'm really excited.
3: Hi, I'm Ahan. I'm also a researcher, and uh, this is also my first time speaking.
0: Uh, yeah. Thanks. Um. um mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So.
0: Oh, sorry. Oh, no,
1: no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, uh, so for this month's podcast, what we're discussing for the hot topic session um, section is the Queen's death, the Pakistan flooding, and the water crisis in Jackson, Mississippi. And our monthly theme this month is the um, is on global inflation, which um, we will further expand on later.
0: Yeah. So I think with that, we can get going with our hot topics. Of course everyone is aware that this month the queen tragically passed um yeah but and it's like it's a pretty big thing i mean she's been around for a really long time right
3: mhm
0: yeah i think yeah looking at the research she was born in 1926 just to like understand that that's that's crazy she's lived through Almost a hundred years, right? Was she what, 96 when she passed? Something like that. Yeah. And she's reigned for 70 years. And it's come in the aftermath of the Second World War. She's seen the British Empire uh, wind down she's lived through everything up till brexit and the coronavirus so it's it's a bit mad to just you know like gauge that and yeah so some basic stuff about her was she was like mentioned born in 1926 she was the first child of the Duke of York, uh, Albert, and his Duchess, I want to say, yeah. She had a sister born in 1930, and yeah, was brought up in a educated home and a loving family. She was close with her grandfather, George V, who was also, if I'm not mistaken, a, yeah, former king of the U.K. Um, Yeah, anything you want to add?
3: Uh, On the death of uh, George uh, V in 1936 as well, uh, his eldest son uh, David became Edward VIII, and uh, since his choice of wife, which was the twice-divorced American Wallace Simpson, uh, was pretty unacceptable on a political and religious grounds. Uh, And at the end of the year, he abdicated and the Duke of York became uh, King George VI and uh, Queen Elizabeth then married Prince Philip on the 20th of November, 1947. And once the King suddenly died, she immediately returned to London after the pressure of World War II and she was uh, coronated.
1: If there's nothing else we can we need to add then I think we can head on towards the discussion.
0: Yeah. So the Queen's death it basically it's going to set off this like this domino effect, right? I mean mm-hmm. the entire like foundation of the United Kingdom and a lot of the Commonwealth nations is centered on the Queen like take the national anthem of the UK right it's God Save the Queen but now uh, with King Charles right yeah with King Charles they're gonna change it to God Save the King and all mentions of the Queen or any pronouns of she or her will be replaced by he and him so it's you know and to further add the queen is I think we all know on the the pound right the United Kingdom currency her face Mm -hmm. is on that and again this is another thing that will change right Mm -hmm. it's gonna have to go to the king's portrait and this might basically all the money that the queen's on right Eventually, will be devalued, right? Which could potentially cause problems if people haven't basically converted at all, right? And yeah, I think the queen's death, as of course, as you know, politically uh, tragic it was, and as as the effects as like how do I say this as much of the importance it has politically it will also have a crazy effect economically right which ties in with our monthly theme this year uh, or this month perfectly right?
1: right Um. even beyond like economic damage the economic consequences it has I think it's something to consider how the events that kind of um occur after her death with the whole nation kind of just stopping to um mourn her death has impacted in- individuals in a certain to a certain extent especially with medicine i've read like articles about individuals who couldn't um who have been waiting to receive um medication or Um, appointments with doctors but then um, having to kind of wait it out due to the Queen's death and so we kind of have to consider um, that side of it as well, I suppose.
2: I also think that with the Queen's death this comes at a precarious time for the political landscape of the country because at the same time The new prime minister of the UK, Liz Truss, has also just been elected. So now with like a new prime minister and like a new monarch, it'll be challenging for the country to navigate a lot of political challenges. Like um, recently, the UK has been experiencing a lot of crisis with cost of living or like energy costs. So that's something that they'll have to overcome along the way.
1: But I think um, beyond like um, the future effects of the queen's death, her death itself has brought a lot of attention to um, Britain's legacy as one of the major um, uh, communist—not communist, sorry—as one of the major um, countries that had such large colonial power. And I know that there's been a lot of demands for um, the British to recomp- recompensate all the violent atrocities they've done um, during the peak of their empire to all the colonies they've colonized.
0: Um. Yeah, no, I think that's a very important point. It's When you generally think of the Queen, you might think of someone who is well-liked uh, in general, right? But like you know you have to understand because she's lived through such a large time right and like mentioned the colonial times especially and there have been countries that have demanded apologies or who are now demanding apologies from the king right um for essentially slavery right and it's you know they're like in Jamaica right they've accused the queen of perpetuating slavery and they're demanding an apology from the royal family and you know again this it's bringing back this this whole uh, this whole colonial past to the UK and now we have to see looking forward will the king you know give in or give these apologies that countries are demanding will the royal family pay reparations to these countries, right, that have demanded it. Right. And it's it's something again that it's gonna be challenging for for the UK. Like mentioned, of course, they have a new Prime Minister and the fact that they have a new monarch means, you know, the the two main political heads of the United Kingdom have changed. And the fact that all of these, now there's, pre- there's additional pressures, right, from these colonized countries demanding apologies, demanding reparations. It's, it's going to be a tough time, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, does anyone have anything else to add on this topic? If not, then I think we can conclude um, the um, discussion on the Queen's death. And um, as controversial as she may have been, she also did bring a lot to the country. For um, She's one of the only remaining monarchies um, within the, 20, the 21st century. And I think that's something that we also do need to recognize. However, all points that were brought up in the discussion do stand yeah. Yeah. Um, if that's okay, should we move on to the next topic? Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah sure. Um, oh, Emery, if you'd like to get us started um, with. Okay.
2: All right. So another recent issue that has been happening um, were the floods in Pakistan. So for context, Pakistan has been experiencing very heavy monsoon rains for a couple of weeks now. And this is due to climate change effects increasing every day. Um, however, Pakistan is responsible for less than 1% of global greenhouse gas emissions, yet they experience a disproportionate amount of effects because of their geography. So. Just for a little context, global warming is making air and sea temperatures rise, which leads to more evaporation. Warmer air can hold more moisture, making monsoon rainfall more intense. Uh, Furthermore, Pakistan has the most glacial ice in the entire world outside of the North and South Poles. As these are melting due to rising temperatures, new lakes are forming. If these lakes overflow and burst, even more water will affect Pakistani citizens. So this has affected Pakistan in a lot of ways. For example, a lot of children are in need of aid and they have been displaced from their homes. So families are severely affected by this. Uh, There's also been been, um, prevalent food shortages around the country since Pakistan relies a lot on crops and agriculture yet these lands have been washed away by the floods and people have also lost their homes and are and are living in displaced areas now
0: Yeah yeah thank you um yeah again this is a massive thing right generally if you think of uh, flooding due to melting you know melting ice caps right you might see or you might think of the effects in the northern or southern pole areas right but it extends way beyond that right it's, it's a global thing and Pakistan which sits on the base of the Siachen Glacier right which is in the in the Himalayas right and it uh, yeah, it's right on the border of India, Pakistan, and China, right? It's, it's this massive thing. And if global warming continues at this uncontrollable rate, right? These, this melting is bound to occur. And like mentioned, it's, it's going to have devastating effects. 33 million people have been affected in Pakistan, right? 7 million people displaced. And yeah, it's especially as mentioned Pakistan it's not like they're putting this on on themselves, right? It's they're responsible for less than 1% of the global greenhouse gas emissions. But still the effects of climate change are you know it's not like one place might experience it more because they contribute more to it. No, of course not. It's, it's a global issue. And we see like, you know, Pakistan just essentially suffering without uh, without like seeing it or without having like being able to predict it beforehand. Right.
1: Yeah, I think like that emphasis on how Pakistan is only responsible for so little of global greenhouse gas emissions and yet they're suffering the most from it brings up an important point in that most of the global emissions about more than three fourths, are produced by a series of a set number of countries like about 20 countries and only less than three less than a fourth are produced by the rest of the world and that brings up a lot of major issues about current um climate stipulations and other Systems that are in place to help prevent it, especially given that um, it feels as if a certain target audience should be made, given the difference, the discrepancies in just how much emissions are emitted per country. Yeah,
2: I feel like the fact that a lot of developing countries are being disproportionately affected by this just further exacerbates the inequality that comes with. Um, socioeconomic class, like another another effect that will happen to Pakistan if this continues, is that they'll, the spread of waterborne diseases will be more prevalent. So a lot of people are at risk for like malaria and dengue fever and other illnesses. However, they're going to find it difficult to to overcome all of this, to address all of the challenges that's happening, considering their situation as well.
1: Um, does, uh, would anyone else like to add on to um, the topic or the discussion?
0: I think we're, I think we're good then.
1: Um, If that's the case, then um, I think we can move on to the last topic of choice, um, the water crisis in Jackson, Mississippi, and so um, just to provide some context, Jackson's water system um, was recently unable to handle flooding. Um, for the heavy rain, caused Pearl River to flood, and the water crisis actually has been going on before the flood due to a lack of a quality water system. However, for the last two months, people have been boiling tap water to make use of it for drinking, bathing, and other utilities needed. Now, most tap water has been completely shut off and is unavailable to citizens. The wa- and currently. Um, The water found is discolored and contains a sewage-like smell and seems unsafe for consumption. And so now they're fully relying on community distribution water bottles. And additionally, Main Water Treatment Facility left around 150,000 of the city's most black residents without drinkable water. Most white residents had left to go to suburbs, causing less tax inflow to go to government leading to a lack of development for needed facilities, such as the water systems stated. And Mississippi uh, Mississippi is one of the most dependent states on federal government, and the water system only serves um, city residents. And so possible solutions include creating a regional water authority to operate and manage the system to fix the water system, They would need to be replacing ineffective pumps, leaky filters, faulty membranes, and corroded pipes, removing accumulated sludge, and hiring enough qualified staff to properly manage the system. um, Estimates are that it would take about a billion dollars to fix the water system's issues. However, government doesn't support the infrastructure investment due to the racism as more than 80 percent of jackson's residents are black and just something to note alongside with the water issue the poverty level within um the region is almost at 25 percent um. Um, so let's start up the discussion for this um does anyone have anything they want to contribute
0: yeah so i mean the thing with the water crisis in Jacksonville of course you know the flooding caused by rain especially it's something that's out of our control but you know it sheds light more on how we okay yeah we're gonna have to wrap this up but uh how we uh yeah it sheds light on how we are dealing with crises more right and it's like the fact that you are denying people of aid, humanitarian basic aid, right? Of water, which is something you need to live, right? it's, And you're denying that or, you know, you're not supporting infrastructure that will help to uh, recover, right? Because of race, because of color, right? It's, it's something that you know, it's it's frankly, like, it's absurd, right? You can't, like, you you expect racism, um, w- or when you think about it, you might expect it in local, smaller contexts, which still, of course, are not justified in any way, but the fact that it's occurring on a scale which is affecting 150,000 people, right? And you're doing it, you're denying aid because of race it's yeah it's it sheds light on you know the scale at which problems like racism still exist
1: right Right. um and I think um beyond that um it's the fact that this isn't the first time that this has impacted Jackson's residents of which there are actually 180,000 individuals and so back in 2021 there was a cold spell that led to jackson residents being without water for over a month and i feel as if that should have brought up a lot of attention to the issue itself but i can't imagine having to have another to undergo another experience just for nothing to be done in terms of improving infrastructure so yeah
0: uh-huh do you wanna hit something
3: in i feel like uh it's especially uh i think it's pretty bad that especially mississippi is uh you know like how it's uh, per, uh it's one of the most dependent states on the federal government and i think it's just really uh should i say
0: Uh, Don't worry. Take your time. Like, it's fine. Yeah.
3: I mean, like, from uh, from what I see, uh, before the flooding as well, there uh, the entire city had also been under a boil water notice for weeks and uh, local residents had been like buying ice and spending like uh, around like $1,500 a week on that. And they're still getting water bills from the government. And I feel like uh, this really does just display how uh, uh, how like racism and all of these problems are still, are still around today. And it's still a goal that we uh, all need to work towards.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: I think it's definitely brought out like some systematic issues within the system in place. And it's something that certainly needs more attention from the general public.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I definitely agree with that point where uh, I think also a major reason was because of the you know some of the other events that have happened it, like this month right like of course like the queens death it might have been uh neglected upon a little bit right but i think um it needs more media attention it needs more like you know people attention right because it's it's still showing how Jackson, uh, Jacksonville, which is a majority Black city, right, is being, is continuing to be neglected, right, and by, this is of course on the basis of, of race, right, and the water system is, you know, this exhibition, it's this example, which uh, highlights or underlines this, um, the effects of, or the scale of racism uh, in today's world, right?
2: I think that the fact that the issue concerns a lot with racism, it's it's even more necessary that these communities, uh, like, they address the inequalities that's happening because this is also connected to a lot of environmental issues that happen and with the broader the broader picture of climate change so inequalities like racism should also be addressed so that people can eventually work together to address like the root causes of the system and eventually help each other out so that larger scale issues can be prevented and mitigated yeah
1: Um, does anyone else have anything to add to the discussion Um, if not then I think that concludes our hot topic section for um, this month's podcast
0: yeah that was I think it was we had some good topics of discussion and yeah definitely definitely some you know issues that need more attention need you know we have to and just step back and think about the lasting effects of everything that's going on right the Mm -hmm. queen's death flooding and the water crisis in mississippi but yeah so that concludes the hot topics for this month thank you everyone yeah yeah Mm -hmm. thank you